This episode is sponsored by Tongue Tied, 34 sales objection flashcards. Objection on the front, what to say on the back, so that you're never tongue-tied when prospects put you on the spot. Learn more at joshbraun.com slash shop. The hard way to do business development is to reach out to strangers who have no idea who you are to see if you can start a conversation with them. A far easier way is to leverage customers that you have and let them make a warm introduction for you to start a conversation, otherwise known as a referral. The problem is a lot of people don't know how to ask for a referral without it feeling awkward. So that's what I want to talk to you about today. The problem with traditional referrals is that when you ask a customer to introduce you to someone, what you're subconsciously saying is, do you know any VPs of sales who have money that you can introduce me to so I can pitch them? So customers are pretty guarded because they know they're about to unleash a salesperson on someone in their network. The problem is traditional asking for referrals comes from a place of getting, in other words, a withdrawal. And customers know that a salesperson is gonna follow up relentlessly with someone in their network. Your customer's connection is no match for your double tapping and automated follow-ups, so they're a little apprehensive to give you names or to introduce you to someone. So let's talk about another way, an alternative. What if instead of making a withdrawal, you made a deposit? What if instead you came from a place of giving instead of getting? Most people you reach out to are not in buy mode, so when you ask them to see a demo, it's usually meant with resistance. Instead, what if you invited them to something educational that could help them get smarter about a topic they were interested in? Here's what that might sound like. This is an email that I send to my customers that results in about a 60 to 70% positive response rate. Here's exactly what I write. Uh, hey Lisa, I know this is a huge ask, so buckle up. So that's what Chris Voss calls an accusation audit. And the psychology behind it is when you label the negative thing that people might be thinking, you diffuse it. Next sentence. I'm sharing a slideshow on three ways to increase cold email response rates. Do you know any directors of business development or VPs of sales that might benefit from this. So out of role play for a second, game off. What's going on here? Um, I'm inviting them to something educational, a deposit, and I'm also suggesting some titles that I might be interested in so they don't have to rack their brain. Um, another way to do this is to take a look at your customer's first degree connections and suggest some names, but that's a little bit of a heavier lift. I find I get similar results by just mentioning titles. Next paragraph, if you don't feel comfortable name dropping, no worries. You don't even need to reply to this email. I'll still send you brownies for the holidays, unless of course you hate brownies. So what am I doing here? Psychologically, I'm giving people an out. And when you give people an out, they actually feel more receptive to what it is that you're asking for. When you take people's freedom of choice away, people raise their shields. So this is for my business, but you can easily modify it for your audience. You can perhaps collaborate with marketing on a topic. 
You can steal slides from a webinar, your company's already done. The takeaway here is that teaching forges a strong connection between two people, a good old fashioned giving and deposits for the win. When you make too many withdrawals, you're overdrawn. When you make deposits, you build credibility.